0: You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. Well, it's been a while, (laughs) a little hiatus, summer slows for some. It's been busy for us. Uh, There is an in-season and an out-of-season in ministry. The pastors, Paul says, are to be ready in both of those, in and out. And what a joy it is to be taken up just so with our Father's business. Amen. Having said that, I, Brian, am so glad to reconvene with... George. George, around the King's table. table. And today, brother, we're going to chat about books. One of my favorite subjects. I know, I was about to say... You're only a little excited. So (laughs) to set the table, it's summer, and that means it's time for summer reading lists. Hmm. And so what we want to do in today's episode is speak to the ministry of good books. And so did that end. Are you ready? I am. Somewhat rapid fire. We're going to try to save some time for for the end of where we're going here in terms of impactful books. So, George, uh, why should we read good books as Christians?
1: Okay, uh, I'm going to boil it down to stewardship of our minds. We have minds, if we don't use them, they go south. Whether we, we don't use them, we don't have the, the plasticity and the, the, the knowledge. And plasticity the, is a yeah. good, good word. So I'd say teach, challenge, expand, <laughs> learn stuff, keep mind active and focused, um, Breakways of thinking. So even some reading that you know kind of jars us out of the ways we've been thinking. Mm. Um, even you know just that that can help.
0: So yeah, lots of different reasons to read good things, good books. Yeah, I'm going to go Second Timothy four thirteen because if it's in the Bible, then that's perfect. Right. So <clears throat> this is what Paul writes to to Timothy. There he says, "When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas. Also." The books. the books, also the books, and above all, the parchments. Do you know what the parchments are? Oh yeah. Okay, the, the Old Testament. We'll get we'll get there. Scripture, scripture. Right. Exactly. So above all, so we're talking about the ministry of good books, but right. Just above all of that, the scriptures. Yeah, absolutely. So we don't want to throw the scriptures under the bus here. Definitely about, not. Yeah. Uh, good books, but it's it's noteworthy to me that Paul here, he's about to have his head cut off. Mm-hmm. We think, uh, for the sake of of Christ. And right before that happens, he's like, bring me the books. Yeah. Bring the books with me. So I just think when I read that, I go, if Paul found a reason for needing books right before he was martyred for Jesus, books probably should have a place in the Christian life. Probably. Okay. Yep. That's all I got. (laughs) All right. So what qualifies a book as a good book, and of course this is a, you know, we speak for sure I mean, hours and days on
1: this. And, and and it's going to vary on, you know, whether we're talking nonfiction or fiction, we can definitely go into that. But I, I'd say Philippians 4, kind of gives us yep. the, the, the core of it. It's whatever's true, well. whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. Mm-hmm. So if that means a cookbook that has the best pictures and makes you just salivate, yeah. or whether that's a, a, a fiction book that just presents this amazing world. Or it's something that really just makes you think seriously about,
0: am I living the spiritual disciplines in a way that brings me closer to Christ? Yeah, so it's not only systematic theology books? Correct. Okay. See, that's what I was actually going to argue. It's Uh only... Absolutely. Systematic I you know, if you can find beauty in it if, it, if Christ helps you see Him better in it, because I am I am known for reading nothing other than uh, the, theologically charged uh, books. The good thing uh, is is there's no
1: separation between the spiritual and the physical, and so whatever yeah, we find, right. Christ can work yeah. through.
0: I'm 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 with you. I uh, have made attempts at the Lord of the Rings, uh, but I, I continue to defer to the Pilgrim's Progress. Oh, of course. So. Uh, um, Yeah, when it comes to uh, a book being a good book, uh, I mean, we're just talking about a book that is edifying for the believing soul. Yeah. God ultimately defines what is good for us. And so just anything, as you mentioned, I was going to go to the Philippians 4, 8 verse as well. Yeah. Uh, But but anything that is edifying for the Christian soul. Helps us uh, reflect on who we are, mm -hmm. who we've been made to be, who God is in
1: relationship to us. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah whether does that, that not could be necessarily... history that could be math What makes us look at the wonder it could be you know science yeah. or you know whatever consciousness yeah. we can think about how yeah. we think about
0: things and... yeah. or just even to stir the imagination like we're talking about I think uh, my son's been reading some some uh, science fiction fantasy kinds of, kinds of things and, and they lead into really good conversations absolutely yeah. uh, about worldview and all these these, mm-hmm. these good things so yep yeah, okay um so this is what everyone wants to know. <laughs> what books are on Pastor George's desk and or nightstand? Okay, right you can check out
1: my Goodreads if you want to. It's much richer because there's a whole bunch of books that I haven't finished that, that I've gotten waylaid.
0: Is like it online? Like it is
1: online, yeah. You publicly go available. Go to my blog and you can find my Goodreads. But <laughs> you can see what's on my reading list right now. It, right. It's extensive but between language and math and theology and whatever else in between um I, I will say i just cleared from my uh bookshelf um the grand design by Strain and peacock um mm-hmm. this is actually yours so
0: here you go Here it is well, right back it was a um, hole in my shelf so yeah
1: that's like it was actually a very is, so. very good read on um just the theology of of, of gender uh, yeah. complementarianism mm-hmm. it was a very very good read and really actually worked well with my class too because we just read you know Basically, sections from Genesis for, mm-hmm. for this week was the was the plan. So it kind of mm-hmm. dovetailed together really nicely. Um, additionally, on my shelf, let's see. Gentle and Lowly, because we're yeah. reading that with the men. Really enjoying that. Almost done. Probably in the next two weeks, we'll be mm-hmm. done with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading The Pastor's Family by Brian and Laura Croft. Really good book. Uh, definitely, you know, with a particular aim, just trying to help pastors and, and their families think through what it means to be in ministry and yeah. sometimes the trade offs um, that occur. Yeah. Um, for class, I'm also reading a survey of the Old Testament. Um, and so it's basically a book that kind of walks through the whole of the Old Testament, mm-hmm. kind of giving you a survey of the, the theological the ideas. Book. It is the Walton book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or He's the editor. One of the editors. W-K-L-T-O-N. He's not even A-L-T-O-N. the first.
0: L-T-O-N. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's, that's good. I just started that, actually. And then, uh, let's see. So some other things, uh, the Christian ministry, uh, by Charles Bridges, mm-hmm. this is a slow burn. I've been reading it for a <laughs> while and it's just slow yeah, because there's so many things that are getting in the way. But has it been a year? I don't know that it's been a, it could have it's been quite, it's been, <laughs> it could have been to be in yeah. all fairness. The next book I'm going to say, yeah. um, is the road to reality. This is not a Christian book, but yeah. this is a, a book by Roger Penrose. Yeah. It's basically all the math and geometrical spatial thinking you need to understand modern state quantum mechanics. And physics. Um, We just lost all of our... uh, Exactly. So so moving on from there. And then the one other, I would say this... uh, Well, two other. So fiction. I'm reading The End end of Eternity, an old Isaac Asimov time travel uh, story. So science fiction. And then I I, I recently started The Grace of Kings, which is by a Mm. Chinese author that I'm looking at. And so we're talking world building. He has characters that just... They kind of pop. You just emotionally attach and kind of understand them as real people who do both stupid things, unwise things and really just noble things. And so, yeah, I, I, I really just loving getting into that.
0: So. Mm-hmm. And so for your listeners, pastor George is widely, widely read across all <laughs> disciplines of the human existence. Oh yeah. Uh, here are mine. I am not. Uh, so, uh, I'm very pigeonholed. In fact, on my desk right now, Baptist foundations, believers, baptism, <laughs> Baptist confessions of faith, Baptist and the Christian Tradition, Progressive Covenantalism, absolutely no denominational bias at all on my desk, fun reading. Uh, And then beyond that, The Patient Ferment of the Early Church, uh, which has been actually very, very edifying Mm. about uh, uh, just the advance of the gospel in the early church wasn't so much by just aggressive mission strategies, but by their... Uh, willingness to patiently endure suffering and and continue forward with oh, Jesus, awesome. and how that drew I mean, drew people into the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, gospel eldership mm-hmm. is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, one by um, Zach Eswine, Sensing Jesus' life and ministry as a human being, very very necessary. Uh, Concerning the True Care of Souls by Martin Bucer. It's about four hundred year old text there. Yep. Uh, Concise Theology um, by J.I. Packer. Just kind of reading that to to see if that might be something we might put forward for the church. Again, it's just you know touch on all the Christ, mm-hmm. all Christian kinds of Christian doctrines and just two three page write ups yep. on on that. Um, another one is a pastor's sketches: Conversations with Anxious Souls Concerning the Way of Salvation. Mm. I've got another one, uh, The Works of Stephen Charnock, who's an old Puritan uh, pastor, author, uh, volume five. Uh, The Pastor's Justification by uh, Jared Wilson. Uh, Finding the Right Hills to Die On and Then When Doctrine Divides the People of God. Those two are kind of going together for me right now. Then I have another short little philosophy book on beauty by Roger Scruton. Uh, I have a book on my desk. I have a big desk. Uh, (laughs) A Room Called Remember. Remember. Okay. Uh, by Frederick Buchner. I have another one called A Severe Mercy. Uh, I have a biblical theology of youth ministry that i uh, been working through with uh, the brother that heads up our youth ministry here at the church. I have the pastor's family that you mentioned sitting yep. on my desk because we were going to read that yeah, we're thinking elders about at some point. Elders. So I'm yep. probably going to be reading mm-hmm. it again yep. once I'm finished. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I have Martin Lord joins um spiritual depression, its causes and cures, not because oh, I yeah. am spiritually depressed. Uh, because I'd like to read more about that. Yeah, because we're pastors. Right? Yeah, that's right. I have another huge book called Some Pastors and Teachers by by Sinclair Ferguson. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then I have some Greek study resources. And last but not least by Christopher Ash, the book your pastor wishes you would read, but is too embarrassed to ask. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so, I didn't include any
1: of my language resource. So even Greek or Hebrew, I didn't let's leave that. I, I left that out of route. my current desk. So
0: Yeah, let's not do that. All right. So that is what's on my desk. Uh, any books to which you
1: return? Sure. I kind of already mentioned it. The Joy of Cooking. I know it's not a Christian book, but any... And this skill, is about cooking? It is about cooking. Okay. So classic mm-hmm. S. Rombauer. Um, if you want to know about cooking, there's no pictures in this. But if you want to know about cooking, how to cook and what you're actually trying to accomplish with a whole bunch of good recipes, it's the classic. Um, So as far as books to return to, um, the Bible, obviously. (laughs) Um, And I especially find myself returning to Isaiah, Matthew, Luke, Acts, Hebrews, um, the Psalms, um, Deuteronomy even. So the the, the whole Bible, of course, is is something I'm I'm returning to regularly and in multiple translations. So that's obviously a good thing. Yeah. Um, the Lord of the Rings is something that I've returned to quite a number of times. Yeah, most um, people do. And I'm trying to. Um, I've, I've got it in a couple different languages. I am trying to, to read it. I have it in Italian, German, and mm-hmm. French. And I'd like to read it at least once in each of those. That, mm-hmm. That's not an easy or... <laughs> It's, it's very yeah anyway so and then horn tooting somewhere was that was that you Nick? that was not the that intent was, that, was no, that was not <laughs> the intent the intent was it's this big gargantuan thing that i really want to do but i never quite build up the confidence to do because uh, my, my french is not this That's why we love you
0: george um
1: and then uh, the chronicles of narnia um mm-hmm. calvin and hobbes I have Mm -hmm. a couple of the books for Calvin and Hobbes and you know, it's sometimes Mm -hmm. nice just to, at the end of the day, especially after you've been reading math and theology to go, I need some good Calvin. I need Mm -hmm. some Calvin and Hobbes, Calvin. (laughs) So
0: I would always go the other Calvin, but (laughs) that too, but no, I I got it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So this is probably a, a a preacher's uh, list right here, but so commentaries, obviously I'm, I'm frequenting uh, commentaries Frequenting systematic theologies, um, I'll go back to individual sermons. So I have like books of sermons, whether it's sure. Charles Spurgeon or whoever it is. I'll go back to to read individual sermons. Uh, this is a little bit different for me, but I will go back to some of Leo Tolstoy's short stories. Oh, my goodness, I'll, I'll go back out. to Leo yeah. Tolstoy, uh, yeah. just not short story. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, Anna Karenina. Yeah, see, I can't oh, do yeah. his big stuff. I, I, I don't know. But the, the short stories I can, I can do. Um, really the only one that, um, I go back to probably annually is the Pilgrim's Progress. That's just one that I, I try to,
1: i thought about it after reading it this first time. It's not something that I had done in the past, but having had read it for a class this past mm-hmm. year, it's one I could see putting on the list of regular mm-hmm. reads, but yeah. I haven't so
0: far. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's just been, that's one of my favorites. And, um, and then, uh, you mentioned, uh, Gentle and Lowly. That's one that I had read personally and now we're going back through it uh together as men. as men in the church and yeah. so uh it's the second my second time through that one and i imagine that moving forward in the future it'll be one that we we frequent as well yeah so okay um well before you I, yep. I, mentioning you know some because i was thinking more
1: books but i mean mm-hmm. mentioning you know kind of more reference works that i do find myself mm-hmm. going back to um beale and carson's um, yeah. nt use of the old testament yeah Absolutely astounding. Yeah. Um, not going to be your nightstand reading, but as something to go back to all mm-hmm. the time and find value in it. Yeah.
0: It really just can't be beat. Yep. Yeah. No, that is good. That's a good resource. Uh, so what are some books that uh, you're aiming to read this summer?
1: Yeah. So uh, my, my current class, I'm going to be reading a um, commentary on Nehemiah uh, by the professor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. I haven't started that yet, but that'll be over the summer, uh, mm-hmm. probably in the next you know, couple weeks, actually. Um, I'm trying to pick back up my... So I have, I've been working on Learn Biblical Hebrew, um, a book by Dobson. Um, so it's an older book on just picking up biblical Hebrew. Um, I'm going to try to do that in advance of my Hebrew class, which I start in the fall. Um, so that's my plan for the summer. Um,
0: there George is in seminary,
1: by the way. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm doing that. <laughs> um, so let's see what else, um, the, I have it written down here. Oh, um, so I want to get started. I will not finish this over the summer, but I want to get started on covenant and kingdom, uh, gentry and well,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, I got that. It's sitting on my shelf, just beckoning. Yeah. Um, and, and I really want to mm-hmm. get into it. And is then that while, the shorter, do you have
0: the, I have the bigger, the big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a shorter version of that that I would highly recommend. Yeah. Yeah. I and, forget exactly what it's called right at the at the moment, but yeah, I'm not
1: sure. Yeah, and then uh, I, I, on the more tangible tactical, um, I picked up a book while I was on vacation on uh, finger weaving, um, scarves and 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 throws, um, just as a, a, a pastime, something you're to do when sitting with the, family. The
0: episode interesting. Uh, well, I tried so to. I'm so thankful.
1: Well, I mean, it's just sometimes you're with family and yeah. and it's dark and you really can't, but you can <laughs> you can do things with your fingers even yeah. if you can't read
0: the words on the page. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's my summer. Um, yeah. Yeah. So for me, uh, we're going to begin preaching through Esther starting uh, in July. And so this is how I, I tend to just find a bunch of books that relate to, you know, the the broad theme of, right. of whatever the book it is in the Bible that we're going to be studying and preaching through. So I'm going to be trying to read and tackle um, John Piper's new book on Providence. Okay which is a, a massive volume, but I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I actually have a book by Beale uh, as well. Uh, you mentioned him. Uh, on. It's just a short little book um, in a series of, of short biblical theology uh, studies on redemptive reversals. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah. And I've, I've read the first uh, 50 pages or so of that, and uh, it's, it's, it's good. I, I'm enjoying that. Um, there's a, a Puritan uh, John Flavel or Flavel. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his <laughs> last name I don't think anyone is uh, but he also has a volume on on Providence uh-huh. and um, so I, I'm going to try my best to just sort of two or three pages a day make my way through through the thickness and glory that is uh, Flavel's work yep Uh because, uh, so I've been reading uh, books with our deacons as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be tackling Matt uh book on deacons in the Nine Marks right, series, series. Of, of books. And I've heard nothing but really great things about that volume. So excited to kind of uh, poke my way through that. And then there's just the commentaries on Esther. Of course. So that's that's my my summer reading. I might sneak in something on Baptists somewhere probably probably along, will along the way i'll be hitting oh. esther the last week last week of class is actually yeah. easter uh, is esther
1: easter <laughs> esther
0: yeah so all right here we go now let's slow down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what are the five most impactful and or shaping books you've read
1: okay um, so this is hard just because very often hard. it's interplay yeah, of it's books and it's like one section of a book, but I, I have to say yeah. like, as a young believer, the even one that, sentences, sometimes it's not even just the whole book, but it it's like a, a sentence, sentence or a, a paragraph
0: mm-hmm. that, that really do. Hit and
1: so, me. so my first one, and this is the one that probably most cemented my faith as a young believer was mere Christianity. Okay. Um, CS Lewis, the mm-hmm. classic, I mean, there's stuff in there that looking back, I'm like, eh. Yeah, I wouldn't say you know this is a must-read for Christians, but it was so impactful for me. Saying I can be a thinking believer, hmm. um, there's value in that. It's not just you know I have to cut off intellect. Yeah. Um, so, mere Christianity would be my first. Um, the second one I would mention would be Lord Jesus Christ: um, Devotion to Jesus in Earliest Christianity. Hmm. It's about a two-inch thick book by Larry Hurtado, who's yeah. Basically, one he writes of the, a lot of stuff like that. He he did. Mm-hmm. He's, he's unfortunately yes, he no right. longer with us. Mm-hmm. But he uh, this book is really on pushing the date for our understanding of the gospels and the Jesus traditions back to day one after Jesus' death. I mean, pretty much it pushes it almost all the way back. Um, just in how we understand how the Jews would have received somebody talking and acting in the voice of God, mm-hmm. um, the, the the actual artifacts that we have historically. And so even when we don't have you know some of these clear statements in Scripture, even in the Gospels, the, the historical evidence kind of pushes things back so far that it's hard not to believe. Yeah. Um, so that, that's my second one. Um, another one that was later on, but it's definitely been impactful for me, is Stories with Intent. Um, by snodgrass yeah. he, it's basically a compendium of approaching not all of the parables, parables. but a significant yeah. set of the parables mm-hmm. and he does just a, an awesome job of bringing it down
0: he has a great last name too he does have a great yes snodgrass, name. Yeah,
1: snodgrass. <laughs> um okay and then so let's see um on the way to jesus by bayless um this would probably be the thing that more cemented covenantalism in my mind, yeah. uh, before a lot of the more recent books on it came out and mm-hmm. really kind of established that. So I'm right in that stream, mostly mm-hmm. because of, of the stuff I read in Bayless, you know, mm-hmm. none of this, the law can be broken into ceremonial and, in and, and moral doesn't mm-hmm. work that way, you know, that kind of thing. And then just how does Abraham lead to Israel lead to Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a great book. Um, and then yeah, obviously I would say the Bible. I think that's a cop out for this particular podcast series. And so if I can, I'm going to name, name another it's one. It's kind of
0: assumed, but then you're like, uh, but you can't really it's assume it's been,
1: it. It. it's been important. But my last <laughs> one I would say, and this is a more recent one, um, but Lane and Trip, how people change, yeah. um, is a book on, uh, you could say counseling, but it's really about how do you disciple yourself and others? How do you really grow closer to Christ? And what does that look like in reality?
0: Mm-hmm. It's been a great book. Yeah. Is that five? I think that's five. Okay.
1: it's what I have written down, so.
0: Yeah. So mine, in my list here, I have more than five because I couldn't. I wrote a couple (laughs) others, but I'm going to stop because we're so short on time. Number one has to be Desiring God. I think that was the first serious uh, Christian book that I I read as a believer, and it just kind of set me on the trajectory of... Uh, the glory of, of Christ in every aspect of life. Right. So uh, that's by John Piper. Uh, that one's big for me. I guess one has to now be a compelling community, not because I necessarily was like in love with it. Um, although I, I did very much appreciate it and, and agree with almost everything in it. But we had just had one of our deacons meetings and, and one of our deacons was like, have you read this book beforehand? Because as I'm reading it, everything that he's saying is you. And that's like what we're... So So apparently, I, I read this book and it just kind of rubbed off on me without okay. me really knowing it. And so I have to say, in terms of impactful books, uh, one must be uh, Jamie Dunlop and, and Mark Dever's book, uh, The Compelling Community. I've already mentioned this one, but The Pilgrim's Progress, again, for me, is just, uh, mm-hmm. it's just a great tale and uh, so helpful. Um, not not just personally, but I think pastorally. Like there are, there are a lot of things that you can use uh, when it comes to just caring for people's souls um, that you can pull right out of, of the Pilgrim's Progress. And I think uh, John Bunyan there does a just does a really great job. I, and if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, it's one of only uh, there's like the Bible has been in print for you know however many, but like since uh, Pilgrim's Progress came into print, it's never been out of print right, for right. like 400 years or something yep, like yep. that. So just a, just a, a, a Christian classic. Another one uh, was Roger Steer's biography of George Mueller. That is a really good book. I, really I almost put book. it down. Yeah, it, it's a good book. But just on prayer, yeah, and, and and sitting with Mueller and going through his life and uh, just seeing God answer prayer uh, in in remarkable ways, and then and then um, Mueller coming back and and you know people want not wanting people to be dismissive of the things that he's he's seen God do in answering prayer. Uh, by saying, "Oh well, Mueller just has the the gift of faith and stuff right, like right, that," right. and Mueller being like, "No, I don't. I don't have the gift of faith. I'm just a regular Christian here. I'm just praying, and God right. is answering." There's just a ton of encouragement there, and so that one's always been very impactful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, another one uh, to go to go back to a, to a Puritan here is John Owen and uh, the Glory of Christ. Okay. His his volume on the Glory of Christ, and I would throw John Fla- Flavel in there again. He has some volumes, some sermons on on Jesus and. And both of those um, those brothers, uh, again, the 400 years ago, whatever, um, just just man, they, they lift your the eyes of your heart above the clouds and bring you into heaven and and yeah. set you down before Jesus, and in a way that we just don't anymore. Right. And it doesn't seem like a lot of even Christian, even the best Christ, Christian authors take the time to to really. Tease that out, yeah, and just dwell, dwell and meditate on it, and yeah. and uh, it's just really enriching, and um, makes you hopeful. Uh, I mean, John Owen wrote the glory of Christ when he was on his deathbed, okay. you know, and so he's like, "This is the only thing that's going to get me through life and death is is seeing the glory of Christ uh, by faith and, hmm. and the anticipation of seeing him with our our eyes," you know, right. and so yeah. um, anyway that one that one's great and then there's another volume and i don't it doesn't really have a title to it and i think this may even be my sixth one here but uh, John, there's a, a volume of sermons by jonathan edwards and and that collection of sermons uh for me have been um particularly formative i think in just how i understand uh the grace of god um uh the, the work of conversion mm-hmm. regeneration uh the necessity of a of a divine and supernatural work in your right. heart and and these kinds of things Edwards is just second to none right. in in hashing those things out from the scriptures. So that that volume of sermons uh, by Jonathan Edwards also has been has been uh, just incredibly helpful uh, for me uh, as a believer. Brother, uh, any other books you think every Christian must read? Any suggestions from pastor to congregation?
1: Yeah, that's, that one's going to be obviously hard. There are people who reading is not going to be their forte or yeah. a particular subject matter mm-hmm. is just not going to be what Christ hits them with. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I had to pick out something, it, it's not on my five most impactful, but Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Whitney yeah, um, just provides a solid framework for understanding. There are things I can do. They don't make me. believer they don't make me a christian but the means of grace but they are means of grace and they help me grow closer to christ and his body Um, so that 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 was one that i would say if there was a book i had to say hey as a christian suggest
0: you read this that would be it yeah there's another one by david mathis called habits of grace that's along Mm -hmm. the same lines just in case you know
1: yeah there's also i mean uh, Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get this guy's name wrong it's another bridges it's not charles um but uh the disciplines of grace is very very uh, Jerry, similar. Jerry, Jerry bridges. bridges, yeah. yeah. Um, that's another good book. I, I, I think between the two, I would probably pick the the, mm-hmm. the Whitney one first, mm-hmm. but then say, yeah, go back. The the, the constant refrain in uh, Discipline of Grace of you know basically preach the gospel to yourself mm-hmm. kind of really does cement all of the disciplines together in a really nice way. Yeah. Um, the Screw Tape Letters. It, it's it's a weird kind of reverse <laughs> thought fiction. Um, but I think, uh, just a little bit of struggling with, there are spiritual forces out there engaged in a process of pulling yeah. us away from Christ. Um, I, I think it's helpful, uh, it's, and it's a quick read. Um, it's one of those that if you're probably growing up, you know, when I was growing up or even a little bit before it was almost on those college reading list kind of things. And a lot of people read it who were not Christians. They were just reading it because it was on the list of books to read and, mm-hmm. you know, to be well prepared for interviews or college applications or whatever. But I think it is a really Good book. Dark, but not in a a sense where you just get weighted down by darkness. There's always this, you know what's going on. This demon is going to have it, you know, given back to him because God is still in control Mm -hmm. um, of this believer's life. Um, And then if I had to pick, this is kind of weird. This would be actually, I would suggest for anybody to read, um, even Christians, would be Gödel Escherbach. Um a book by a guy by the name of Hofstadter. Um, it's really on how we think, what analogy is. It's got a little bit too much math probably for the general, but I would still encourage <laughs> everybody to read it. It's quirky, insane, fun um, that kind of just gives you a little bit of insight into how we think. so
0: yeah, so mine, are, mine quickly are the Pilgrim's Progress. Uh, gentle and lowly, I think is is going to be a Christian classic as mm-hmm. as the years pass along. I would encourage in such a paradigm shift from the way that we tend to think about God and about Christ and the relate, how they relate to us, and and so just the, the grace of, that we find in that in that yeah. volume is is um, setting really a paradigm shift for for a lot of people. I think um, I probably encourage again. I don't have anyone's specific one in mind right now, but I'd probably encourage every Christian to find a good biblical theology book, just something that takes you from Genesis to Revelation in a short amount of time. You know. And uh, just to kind of get the big picture of the, of the Bible in your mind. Um, oh, I didn't say it, the Bible. Yeah. Also, you could read the Bible. <laughs> yes. Uh, Rebecca McLaughlin's book, Confronting Christianity, uh, just in terms of apologetics and mm-hmm. things like that, has been very, very helpful, I think. The Nine Marks set of books, uh, so yeah. it's all the different colors—the green and the yellow and the purple and yeah, the orange been and, a and lot all that, of that kind of ones. stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking for just ecclesiology, polity, those things that I think every Christian should should really know. practical what mm-hmm. it means to
1: look be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and a member in a church, right? You know, like I think those not are, a standalone, but right. to be a yeah. Christian in community. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think those are really great books. Uh, John Piper's uh, little classic, "Don't Waste Your Life," mm-hmm. I think is is always good to have. On your shelf, uh, I would encourage believers to read missionary biographies, biographies of of, of Christians that have gone before us. Um, David Brainerd, again George Mueller, uh, these these kind of folks. Um, and then, I, lastly, I, I've heard really great things. I have the book; I haven't started into it yet. But uh, Carl Truman's book, "The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self," okay, um, where he's he's critiquing some of the expressive individualism that we're seeing so much of in our sure. in current context. Yeah. And, um, so I've heard, I've heard wonderful things about it. So I'm anxious to get into that one as well. And I probably, I think it probably will be a, a standard for, uh-huh. uh, for Christian engagement with the culture. So, uh, briefly brother, uh, any encouragement or, or tips for non-readers, yeah. uh, to avail themselves of this particular means of growth in Christ?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it- there's, there's great resources. There's audiobooks. Um, if you're a, have a spouse, if they like to read, get them to read to you, um, find something you do like. Um, maybe it's just that, you know, there's been a book that you didn't like, or you were forced to in school, but you know, find something that you do like, um, uh, part of it may be just avoidance, avoid TV and the big imagery it gives. I mean, it's not that TV is bad, but, it can be like a drug. It can be you know something that keeps you from really thinking and and dwelling on your own mm-hmm. because it's you know just just flashy images and popping and you don't yeah. develop sort of the taste the flavor for building the world in
0: your own mind. Yeah, uh, critical thinking. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, I would just say start somewhere small. Yeah. Let it simmer. Yeah, don't
1: don't pick the two and a half you
0: know, inch thick <laughs> start, volume. Start right. with you know start somewhere small. Let yeah. it simmer. Don't give up. Pray that by the Holy spirit it'll take. <laughs> and, uh, and I do think that if you get into the habit of, of reading good books, that it'll be to your advantage in Christ. Yeah.
1: Don't feel you have to be slogged down either. If you, if you manage to, yeah. to pick a book that is just
0: mm-hmm.
1: above your head, sometimes you push through, but sometimes it's like, don't fight with it. Just put that aside. Go to the next thing.
0: Yeah. 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 Maybe even find a partner, someone to read. Yeah, a, absolutely. Read a book with, a book with mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. Yeah, just for the accountability.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All
0: right. Any final thoughts, brother? Um,
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, do something with it. I mean, when you read, don't just read and then move on. Mm. Uh, Even with fiction, you can think about and consider, you know, what is this telling me about myself? What is it telling me about the way humans act, how we interact with one another? Um, I have actually a question for you, maybe. Okay. And that is, if you had to pick a commentary series. Oh, no. Which one would you pick?
0: One. Because I'm looking. See, I I don't, the problem with that is I don't really do my commentary series. I I find, I I pick on like individual commentaries and try to. And a lot of people do that. And and I've said, but that's a hard one. I love John Calvin's commentaries. So I have, I have all of Calvin's commentaries, Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. So he's, he is immensely helpful to to me uh, from the practical pastoral side of things. And so uh, that's probably the one that I would, I would go with. Um, But uh, in terms of like modern uh, commentaries, I just kind of pick the best kill. ones yep. yeah. yeah this He's author for this text mm-hmm. okay yep. yep and mine would be just to uh, just to remember that this is um, you know again availing yourselves of good books uh, that is such it can be such a ministry to your soul mm-hmm. um, and again to the advantage of Christ and so um, yeah hopefully that uh, you know you can listen through this and, and find some encouragement to uh, to take up some books this summer uh, that will do precisely that for you alright thanks brother thanks yep